life of a long-term multitasker. This is the Casually Profound series, where conversations create deeper connections with others and yourself, where every interaction is an opportunity to laugh, think, and feel fully, where magical moments happen spontaneously and abundantly. This series has discussions that transcend the surface level of what people do or who they are in the outer world. It aims to normalize thinking. I hope for all those engaged in this discussion, including myself, the guest, and especially you, the active listener, we stop and ponder on the ultimate question, who am I really? All while enjoying every second of it, of course. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Size Eyes podcast and the Casually Profound series. Today I'm here with Charlene Ridley. I uh, met her through another um, amazing coach, speaker, friend of mine that I met recently as well, Leveda Humphrey, who's also been on the podcast. And um, coincidentally having it at the same place that, we, that I um, talked with Leveda as well. So it's amazing to see you in person. Um, Charlene, and it's, uh, and it's an honor and privilege to spend some time with you. I'm super excited about this. Thank you. It's an honor to, to sit down and have this conversation and to like meet you in person and spend time with you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Likewise. So, um, yeah, first question, or not, before we dig in, I'm getting ahead of myself here. <laughs> um, first thing I like to do is just kind of go through our gratitude. You know, I think it's a practice that I like to have at the morning um, and at night to think about what am I grateful for. Um, so, for me, I think it's the the ability to share ideas. Mm. I'm grateful for the ability to have a platform, and an in, for me, increasingly wider and larger platform to share my ideas and have people connect with those ideas and have the impact that I desire. So I'm really grateful for the universe conspiring to give me those opportunities and hopefully more in the future. <laughs> I love that, I love that. And I love gratitude. I do it every morning and every evening too. So, wow, so many things that I'm grateful for. I think right now in this moment, I'm most grateful for connection and for sitting down to be able to talk to you and have this conversation and to get to know you. Um, I feel like, yeah, I haven't had as much in-person connection since, you know, COVID as I'd like. And so every time I get an opportunity to do this, it feels so good. So I'm really grateful for this. Awesome. Well, with that attitude of gratitude, <laughs> um, I love to do a visualization exercise. Okay. Um, so we can kind of relax um, and close our eyes and become more present with the current moment. Taking a few deep breaths. And sinking into our chairs. Sinking into our bodies. And feeling totally relaxed. From the top of our head through our neck, shoulders, 
arms, hands, torso, hips, legs, feet, and toes, all completely relaxed. And from this space, let's imagine at the end of this conversation, all the ideas shared, wonderful connections had, inspiration created, magical moments that have transpired that we want to share with ourselves and with anyone around us. And at the end, we'll leave saying, wow, this was casually profound conversation. Awesome. And when we're ready, we can come back to Knowledgeburg Coffee in Fort Mill and slowly open our eyes as the sun beautifully sets around us. <laughs> That was so good. <laughs> On the way here, I was like meditating while I was driving and thinking about this conversation and just, you know, just the opportunity to connect and chat and what it was going to be like. So I had no idea we were going to do that visualization exercise. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, this is so good. Okay, that was good. Awesome. Well, I'm ready to dig in. Um, I'm ready. Yeah, so first question. Um, is who do others think Charlene Ridley is? Hmm, that's a good question. You know, I think it depends on who you've asked, right? You, I think sometimes people tend to think that I am something that I'm not, right? People that don't necessarily know me, they think, oh, she has her, you know, has it all together and all of these things going on. Um, but I'm a person, right? I have, I have troubles, I have issues, I have things that I'm working on just like anybody else, right? And the people that know me more deeply would say that I am first like everybody's cheerleader, for sure. I'm an encourager, I cheer everyone on. Um, I want everyone to win. Um, I have I, I know that some people that know me very deeply I have a friend that calls me sunshine or um, she's like you're just like love in a body and I'm like I love love <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would describe it the same way <laughs> I love love I, that's all I can say I'm like I think if if you ever think of an intention when you want to be in the morning I want to be love right I want to be the person that talks to people and you feel at least in that moment right like to be loved and to be held and be special to someone so I think people that know me deeply know that um, because they take time to get to know me and we have relationships so they know those things I think that's the answer mm. I love that <laughs> I mean it's it's uh, is that a relationship that is that something that you've noticed about yourself throughout your life or has that become more apparent recently? I think it's, I think 
looking back over my life, it's always been. But when I was a kid, I had, I didn't have the best of home life. And so I didn't always get to be loved. Do you know what I mean? I always felt it. And I always found safe spaces to be in. So if I couldn't do it in one environment, then I would, like, I remember in elementary school, I had to get to school early because I needed to go to the office and I needed to give everyone a hug, right? Like, it was like the highlight of my day. I had to hug everyone. And if I had to go to the doctors or do something where I didn't get to get there early enough to do it, it felt like my day was off. And even the women in the office would be like, Charlene, we missed you today. And I'd be like, okay, hug me now. So I think that I've always been that way, but I didn't always identify it. So as a teen, and just having some challenges, and being a teen where you don't really know who you are, and you're like this flood of hormones, and you're like, I don't know. Then I was like, maybe, maybe I'm going to withdraw and just not be seen. That was my idea for a little bit. And yeah, I kind of, stayed in the own safety of not being seen and then as I grew up and started really just spending more time with myself and thinking about who is it that I want to be in the world like what is the legacy that I want to leave and I remember somewhere in like my early 20s someone said what's your mission statement for your life and I was like oh that everyone that ever meets me will feel loved yeah that's it and then I like knew that it was the thing wow that's that's deep. Is is that a mission statement that still yeah. resonates? Very deeply. Very deeply. Because I don't think I think enough people don't know what that feels like. Right? Like and it can be just something so simple. You know, it can be you can lovingly hold the door open for someone, right? Like just being in that moment with them, being present with them, connecting, seeing them. Especially in this world because it's so easy to not be seen, right? I spent like 12 to like 23 going, I don't want you to see me. And it was very easy to not be seen. You know, there wasn't anyone necessarily looking for me. Ooh, there's bars right there. <laughs> um, so I mean, you said 12 to 23, what, what kind of happened at 23? Was that when you wrote that mission statement out for yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess help walk through that story and journey. So I think, I think, um, well, definitely at 12, I had, so I grew up Christian, and then at 12, I made a declaration about not having any faith and not believing in anything, right? And it wasn't from an angry place, it just was from, uh, I haven't experienced this, right? Like, if there's this universal being that loves, like, I just haven't felt it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to say, yeah, that's not a thing. And for that, from 12 to 23, I didn't have anything like that. And I was really to myself and very, very in myself and not seen. Like, I remember always saying, like, I go in the world, no one sees me. And I was okay with that. Yeah. And then at 23, I decided to, like, reconnect with my faith. And part of that journey was really coming to the awareness of, like, that that's who I was. And that mission statement around the same time I heard someone ask, what's your mission for your life? And I was like, that's what it is. And that's when it all kind of made sense. And I started trying to actively be that and to withdraw less, right? Because I, I'd been in practice of withdrawing 
for you know over a decade. I could easily like totally go in a place and you don't see me right. at all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah. I'd say, yeah, no, I go to that coffee shop, and I met this woman one time, and she said, I go there every morning. What time do you go? And I was like, around seven thirty, and she's like, I've never seen you, and I was like, yeah, uh huh. Oh, <laughs> but I didn't want to be seen. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? I was just not comfortable with it. And it was safety for me. And not knowing who I wanted to be in the world and, and who I wanted to be associated with, too. Mm. So, yeah, interesting wow. journey. I hadn't even really thought about that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that in a long time. Amazing. I just know that's always been, like, my thing. Yeah. yeah. Who are those... Uh, you said at the end there, those circles that you want to be associated with. Who are, so, yeah, that who now. are those circles now? Yeah. So I, I think now I'm most attractive to people that are influential in the world. And I don't mean influential in the ways that we think of influencers. Yeah. But like, if you are influential in your community and you're creating change or you're, you're doing things that matter, right? Like you're giving back or, or you're having conversations. I just want to be associated with people that are up to amazing things and that are actually making the world a better place, right? I don't, I don't, I don't want to be associated with people that are like quoting the news to me or, or talking about all of the things in the world we should be afraid of, right? Um, because I feel like there's enough conversation going on around that and the more that we have those conversations, those fear-based conversations, the less we're in love, right? And the less, the less opportunity we have to change the world. So mm. for me, I just want to connect with people that are looking to change the world, like in their one little corner and that know that I'm powerful enough, even if I just change the world for one person right now, like it's a ripple effect. Right? You, you may never know. You may never know. Maybe, you know, 20 years later, someone's thinking, oh, man, that one time I had that conversation with Sai, it was so, like, incredible, and it made me think of this. Right? And, and that moment changed forever. Like, I don't even remember who the person was that said, what's your mission for your life? I don't remember, but I know it was on TV. And that person changed my life just by asking a question. And they'll never know that. But if they didn't ask a very simple question, I may not have ever thought of it that way. I may not have had the intention before I even knew what having the intention was. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, because it's, yeah, because we don't know who we are impacting. And that's one of the things, um, I was like at an event uh, in November a few months ago where it was a weekend actually that I had ran a the Charlotte Marathon. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, it was my first, uh, <laughs> first, um, first time running over twenty miles before. That's incredible! Yeah, yeah. Congratulations! You also, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I ran, so I ran the marathon on that Saturday, Saturday morning, and then I went. Uh, there was like a, an event going on a couple hours away in Anderson. Okay. That was starting at uh, six p.m. on Saturday. Um, you know, so <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. So then, so I, I went. I did the marathon. I carpooled. So I didn't myself drive, but I was in the car. Drove a couple hours to Anderson. It was a 24-hour event, so it was up to 6 p.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday to Sunday. 
and then came back, and then had a you know flight to Chicago the next morning actually for work. After running a marathon. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a so it was like a little a marathon week. Uh huh. Um, and so, at the end of the event at um, in Anderson, you know, I would think that I would be tired um, and like exhausted and all these things, and you know, physically I might have been, but I think. Energetically, I wasn't because, or one of the reasons is, I think the coolest moment from that weekend actually, I don't think actually was me finishing the race. Um, there was there was a moment where after the event, a little kid came up to me, and they're like, like a you know seven year old girl, and she just like hugged me, and she was like, "Oh, Sai, you're so awesome," and I was like. And that made me feel like, and I never met this person before, mm -hmm. never talked to them before, and it was just like it was a it was like a musical um, session that was like during that uh, event that was going on, and so like she saw the energy, she felt the energy of myself and all the other people there, and you know that's what she wanted to share. So the point being that you don't really never you never know who's watching mm -hmm. or who is listening to your message and who you are a role model for yeah so when you said that of like the person when you saw on tv who asked you that question indirectly it's that's the story and the message that came to mind yeah for me that's such a cool story and it's so incredible that you did this amazing thing right you ran a marathon i'm like wow <laughs> but that moment right it just goes to show you that of all the things that we can accomplish in life human connection will always trump everything right it will always trump it because you have this moment with this kid and I love kids because kids are just like they're just real right like an adult will maybe think like well should I tell him he's awesome right should I hug him I don't know he maybe he doesn't want to be touched and go through all these conversations in their mind it ruins the moment it steals it right and just this little kid says, oh, you're awesome. And you remember that. And it's just because you were showing up being you and being in the moment and being engaged in that energy is incredible. But she doesn't even know as a kid that she changed her life, that here you are years later telling that story, right? And she just was going with the moment and being connected. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. So that was like. I love that. <laughs> right. Because I think yeah. To your point, it's um, kind of connecting. One of the other things you said was about like the fear or the love. Right. It's we can make those decisions based out of out of fears. Like all those questions that you mentioned. Like oh, should I go up to this person? Should I not? Like what am I gonna say? Is it, how is this gonna come off as? All these types of things that are going through um, an adult person's mind more probably more naturally than a kid's. Mm -hmm. Who's just like feeling, wanting to do something and then do it. Then do it. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's pure, um, I don't even know what the word is, but it's just like going from like ideation to execution. Mm -hmm. There's very little time in between. Very little. <laughs> because here's the thing, that's so good, right? Because here's why so many people don't execute. It's there's too much time in between. Because in that time in between, you think of all of the things that could go wrong, right? If you just think about it and do it, Right? Like she did, like, oh, size awesome. I want to hug him. And hugged you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Then it's like, that's when the magic happens. 
But the sad part is I think that we, we see that in little kids, but because even kids now are being bombarded with that messaging about, oh, you don't know, you know, like, be careful, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, or you don't want to do this, then even kids are becoming, like, more hesitant to do things. Um, like, I think about that, I think my daughter, my youngest daughter, Ava Grace, she loves to smile. And smiling, we used to say, like, I remember one day she had to go second grade, she was going to school, and they said, it's superhero day. And she was like, oh, I don't have a costume, and I don't want to be a superhero like these superheroes. And I was like, great, wear your smile. That's your superpower. And she was like, it is. Right? <laughs> and so she went to school and she was like smiling and, and they were like, hey Grace, you're, I love your smile. And she's like, because it's my superpower. But she was seven then, right? And then somewhere by 10, someone told her, you smile too much. And then I one day said, how come you don't smile as much? Do you have your superpower? And she's like, oh, I smile too much. And I was like, huh, who said that? She's like, I don't know, but I've heard it before, so I don't smile anymore. Just three years, right? Wow. And now she's 14, and I'm like, I get her. She's smiling more, but she smiles in safety, she says. And I was like, what does that mean? I smile when I know it's okay. And I'm like, no, 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 it's always okay to smile. She's like, no, you know, some people don't really want you to smile. They think it's weird. And I'm like, well, I know they have a problem with me because I smile all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, mom, you do. But it's like, I don't want kids to have that messaging, right? Because then you go from just doing what feels good, you know, because a smile can change someone's day, right? And even a kid, I'm, there's this picture I have of her. She's like had this giant ice cream cone. She's probably eight. And she had the biggest smile. And people would actually call me and because of the social media posts and say, oh my gosh, I saw that picture of Ava Grace. Her smile makes me so happy. <laughs> and then someone told her she smiled too much. Man. Right? And I'm like, no, no, no. This is the smile that makes other people smile. Don't stop that. So I feel like we as adults, too, have the responsibility to protect and hold space for kids to go from that ideation to execution, even if it's something as simple as a smile, like I want to smile right now. I shouldn't have to worry about, is it gonna make someone uncomfortable? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, like the protection thing that you mentioned, it's, it's uh, or like, there shouldn't be a reason to smile, right? And I think that's what we've um, imposed upon us, like ourselves, it's like, why are you, why are you uh, just a question of asking why are you smiling mm -hmm. is like implying that there is a reason for a smile rather than right. it being natural <laughs> exactly exactly i don't think i think it's such a strange conversation or question if you're asking someone or discussing why they smile right it just feels unnatural like why why would that be a thing why would a smile stop you and make you feel anything other than good, right? But why do you have to be suspicious of it? Why do you have to not like it? Where are we going as a society when that happens? Yeah. And I just don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a part of that world, right? I'm a part of 
the world that we are smiling, we are connecting, we're loving each other, right? We are incredible and we, we can learn so much from each other and we can engage and it is safe to have conversation and to let people in. Mm. One question I have is about holding that space, what you're saying. Is there anything that you've done intentionally to hold space for yourself, for, for, your, um, for Ava Grace, for anyone else that has um, allowed those smiles and energy to sh be shared? Well, I think, I think one thing I certainly do, so something I started doing with Ava Grace is we always, we, she writes goals out, right? In the beginning of the year, we don't do like New Year's resolutions, but we do goals. And so like say her goal is I want to, you know, I want three new friends this year. I want to expand my friend circle. And we talk about, well, what are the characteristics of those friends? But then we also think about who are you going to be, right? Like who are you going to have the courage to be in the world to attract those people? And knowing that it's up to you, right, to do that, like just being intentional or even for me, I sometimes, I sometimes laugh at myself because like if I'm driving the car and I'm going somewhere, I talk to myself, right? And I'm like, okay, who are you going to be today, right? And I'm like, we've got, I'm, I always am like, oh, we've got love, what else? I'm going to be patient, right? I'm going to be this, right? And I, I know that maybe if it's a day where I've got a lot on my mind or I've got life stress, right? Because life, we're always lifing. Yeah, <laughs> it never stops. It never stops. <laughs> then I know that if I'm in that place, then I need to intentionally call in patience for my day, right? Because if not, I'm a human being. I can get stuck in here thinking about what's next, what I need to do, all of the things that are going on, and I can lack patience. You know, so I think it's the just holding space to be intentional about who you're going to be in the world, not only for the goals that you set, but in the moment going into the day, you know. So when she leaves in the morning, even when we're driving, I drive her to school every morning and we talk about it. I'm like, so who are you going to be today? And, you know, sometimes she's 14, so she's resistant, right? Sometimes <laughs> she's like, I'm not being anyone. Everyone sucks. And I'm like, no, 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 they don't. <laughs> and she's like, you never let me have that. <laughs> and I'm like, because the moment that you have that, right, you're going to stay there. And even if you think you're going to stay there for five minutes, you're going to come back to it. So we're not going to stay there because everyone doesn't. And yep, middle school's hard. It is, right? I get it. But who are you going to be? Like, and just coming back to that, who are you going to be? And how are you going to show up? And what are you going to do? And just holding space for that. I think that's important. I love that question because it's like, who are you going to be? Is a much different question than what are you going to do, mm -hmm. right? Because like, we look at resolutions as this person that, or as things that we're going to do this year, so that we can be someone, yeah. right? But it's, it, I think the world works opposite, where we have to be someone first, and then from that space of you know, patience, of love, and all these other intentions that we have to set for ourselves of who we want to be, then we can actually do those things because those things will come naturally, mm -hmm. right? We don't smile because we want to be happy. We smile because we are happy. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I agree with you. And you know what? The thing about it is I think, you know, I'll hear people say, well, Charlene, I'm not happy, so I can't smile. And I'm like, your brain doesn't know. Your brain does not know. 
<laughs> you're smiling, your brain's like, no, 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 you're not happy. No, your brain's like, oh, we're happy. Right? Yeah. And so eventually you're programming yourself, right, to be happy. And you're and if you're doing that, then you can do other things, right? You can call in gratitude. Like that's an amazing exercise to think about what you have right now, right? And and I don't care what your situation is. You have something in this moment that you can be grateful for. Right? And if you focus on that, then you shift your energy, right? And then you're not caught up in the doing, right? You're being, you're being grateful, you're being intentional, you're being happy. And sometimes that happens before you feel it. You know what I mean? I yeah. think about all of the people that do incredible things in the world. You know, those of us that haven't maybe accomplished those similar levels of success think, oh my gosh, they're so different than me. They always must feel motivated, right? And you're like, no one's always motivated. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> they're not, right? <laughs> they just decide to be it, right? To be intentional, to be motivated, even on the days that I don't feel it. And maybe just staying in that action, it's the moment, it builds the momentum. Yeah. And there's a few different things there. It's like, there's you know, what Mark Manson said in The Subtle Art of, in his book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm -hmm. And then, of like, motivate, people think motivation leads to action, but then what you're saying, it's like, you just gotta do it, and then, so what he says is action leads to motivation. I agree. And I think it's a, it's a chicken or the egg situation. It's like, just do one and the other will come. Mm -hmm. My take on, motivation and one of my takes on motivation is I think people use the word motivation and inspiration interchangeably I think there's a difference so motivation I would say is something that you want to do so like let's say motivation plus the desire of something that you want to do equals what you actually do I think inspiration is a state of being. Yes, it's like, I agree. Like inspiration plus who you want to be is who you are. Mm -hmm. So I think we use those interchangeably. Yeah. But I think there is a difference uh, between inspiration and motivation. Any, any thoughts on that? <laughs> you know, I haven't ever thought about this, but as you're sitting here saying this, and I'm thinking about the whole motivation and action and all of that thing, I don't know that I really believe in motivation. I think we're either inspired to act or we're not, right? Like, and I think that comes from who are you being, right? Like, if I'm deciding that I want to be love in the world, then I'm inspired to connect with people, right? I'm not always going to feel like it. I'm not, because I'm a person, right? right. <laughs> and no one feels like everything all of the time. And that's what I think, like, when people think, oh, this person has it all together. No, no, they just, choose and I choose from an inspired place right like my idea my mission for life is to have that impact in love and so that inspires the actions that I take that that go along with it I think that I couldn't be motivated to love I'm certain I could I couldn't be right what would be my motivation maybe my motivation would be oh I just want to connect with people but I don't know that that's enough for me to take action so I don't know. I'm now sitting here thinking, I don't know if I'm 
I don't know. I might remove all motivation from my vocabulary. I always say inspired action anyway. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, hmm, I don't think you can. I always think the action comes first. So, yeah, I don't, I'm not with the motivation. Because I'm like, motivation's just a word. Most people are like, oh, I don't, mo I don't feel motivated. Or you just have to be motivated to do that. But what does it really mean? What is the thing behind the motivation that causes you to act? It has to be an idea, it has to be a desire, and it has to be something that is so big and so important to you that even when you don't feel like acting, you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, and I think the reason people, well, I, for me, the when I need motivation for something, that's probably a sign that, all right, you should, I should probably like reflect on why I need motivation. Because I think it, it reflects a a difference between what I need to do and what I want to do. Mm -hmm. When there's a dis distinction between the two, when those are the same, what I need to do and what I want to do are the com exactly the same. Then I will I'm automatically inspired to be that person, and that's probably what you would say is inspired action. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I feel like motivation is you talking yourself into something that you don't really believe or want, right? And and that's why you lose it. That's why you lose motivation, right? Because it's like, eh, at my core, do I really want this anyway, right? Because if I want it, then I can always be inspired to choose it because I just go back to my why, right? Like on the days that I feel like, on the days that the old habit of detaching comes up, right, because it's still there in me, I'm like, nope, I still have this mission. I want everyone that I meet to feel loved. I mm. do. And so, you know what, maybe today's not the best day for me and that's okay. Maybe I will spend time by myself and hold space for myself that day, right? But I know that if I go out, whoever I engage, I'm still inspired by my mission. That's it. It's not like, oh, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I don't ever not feel like it. No matter what's going on, because it's what I choose. Right. And I want it. Right? Mm. And, and I need it, too. Yeah. <laughs> right? I do. They're aligned. Because I, I want and need that to be my legacy in the world. I don't really care about all of the other stuff. All of the other stuff will come... Right? But I could not accept me leaving this world and not having made an impact on that level and just people knowing. I couldn't. And I can't leave it up to me feeling like it. <laughs> I can't. Because I'm a person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How many days do we not feel like things? Even things that are good for you, right? Like how many times do you not feel like going to the gym? <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So true. It is, right? Yeah. So many times. How many days do you not feel like eating healthy? Or people, you know, how many days do you not feel like going to work? And you can say, yes, you're motivated by a paycheck. But then that goes to prove my point again. It's not really what you want to do. Right? Because if you were being inspired in action, then you would figure out where you'd be willing to explore the ways that you could make money and meet your needs in, in ways that light you up. 
mm. right? Not I have to. Yeah, exactly. I have to. I don't really want to, but I have to. So, I don't know. I'm going to play around with this whole thought about motivation now because I'm always like, no, it's inspired action. But now I'm thinking, I've removed the words. I don't say good morning because I'm convinced that your body can't tell the difference between morning, actually morning, and good morning. So I always say happy Monday, happy Tuesday, <laughs> happy whatever day of the week it is. Mm, I like that. Right? I like so that. I'm going to have to like, I think I'm going to remove motivation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just always going with inspired action. And some people that know me that hear this will say, you always say inspired action. What are you talking about? Do. Perfect. It's, it's in alignment with who you are then. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But I never thought about it until you were saying it. And I'm like thinking like, hmm. Yeah, motivation just doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't land. I'm never motivated. Because if I'm motivated, I won't do it. Mm -hmm. At the first opportunity to not, I will not. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. You're like, hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally resonate with that. Totally resonate. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Something I like to do is to, in conversations, we like, I want to take a pause here um, and just kind of take a quick break to take a deep breath and like understand and kind of process everything that we talked about because we're going at the speed of light sometimes and thinking about what are we going to say, what am I going to ask, all these sorts of things. Um, but I like to, instead of doing a rapid fire question, so I'm like, I like to you know, do an ice bath proverbially yeah. <laughs> and just uh, take it slow. Um, and after you know, this quick little break, 30 seconds, one minute, whatever feels natural, um, I'd like for you to ask me a question because I think I, we can learn a lot about the questions that we ask. Um, and then we can keep the conversation going from there. All right, <laughs> I love it. Proverbial ice bath. That's good, because if you see me, I think, right? Like, you, I'm looking as I'm thinking. Awesome. Anything that comes to mind? Well, I'm now really curious. I don't know if you've ever thought about your life mission, but I know you're spending a lot of time in the question because of the conversations we've had. So I'm curious to know what's your mission? Or what are you up to? Yeah. Uh, so it is a question that I have I've answered for now. There's an answer for it right now. Okay. Um, so I... I like to think of it as this entire like vision and then within this vision there's like three parts there's like a purpose mission and values mm -hmm. so I view they're all kind of like three sides of the same coin um, purpose I view as like the why like the largest why 
the mission is like the what am I going to do that will kind of roll up to that why. And the values are the how I'm going to live. What are the lived values that I'm going to you know, imbibe and have in my identity that will allow me to do the things in this mission and realize this sort of this purpose that I have. So that, that's how I break down my, the highest level of uh, my vision. So my purpose right now, which I kind of came to a year and a half, two years ago, is, is moksha for all, which is uh, basically like liberation or freedom for all. So it's, it's, it's a Sanskrit word, um, meaning freedom, liberation. So that's, that's my mission, that's my purpose. Um, and that, that resonates with me because it's like I want people to feel free to be themselves. I want people to not be attached to this physical body, this mental body, etc. To be this embodiment of love that we are, which goes beyond our, you know, our three-dimensional spaces. My mission. I'm trying to think exactly what it is now. Uh, for all. Something along the lines of to uh, to inspire others to rediscover balance. So I, I really like the term balance because it's it's uh, it's always it's fluid and it's not necessarily you know you're it's it's the middle point it's the center point and I really resonate with that and, and sometimes it'll stretch you know one side or the other it's like this yin and yang. Um, tug of war, however you want to think about it, but it's finding that balance, that center point, it's groundedness within. So I want to inspire others to rediscover that. And so, and I use rediscover because it's something that I think we have as kids, right? Those moments of pure unbridled joy, we just need to rediscover it instead of discovering it for the first time. So that's why I like, I use that word and inspire already talked about why I use that one and then and then I have a few you know six six values or so that I I live by as well so um, so that's kind of my highest level um, vision of like breaking it down by purpose mission and, and some values <laughs> I like it I love that actually freedom is so I can't say enough about freedom like I heard you say that and I'm like yes but then I'm like, there's so much there, right? Like, because we don't oftentimes feel free. We really don't. And it's my belief, right, that we are these spiritual beings that chose to have this physical experience. And if we really understood that, right, we would understand the freedom that we have. Because to your point, it's... The knowing, it's the rediscovering, right? Like you already know, you've just forgotten along the way, right? And you've, when you forget, you're disconnected from it, but you still know. You know, like when we talked about it earlier and you said, did you always know that you were loved? I knew, but I didn't know, right? Like I had to rediscover that that's who I was, but we know. And it's so interesting because people are searching for freedom in so many ways and they don't even identify that it's freedom that they really want. 
you know, I think about that like as I'm on like scrolling Instagram and people are telling you like, like all these different things sometimes which don't make sense. You know, if I see another coach that says, hey, build your business credit so you can buy a G-Wagon. I'm like, what? Can you afford a G-Wagon? You know, like that doesn't make any sense. But people are looking for money because they're thinking money increases their options and gives them freedom. Right? But I think, again, back to our earlier conversation, if you already understand that or rediscover the freedom that you have, you don't need to have all of the money to feel free. You, you don't. I mean, I've been, I one time led a mission trip to Honduras and some of the people that we helped, we were on a, a mountain building, help build um, a shelter to dry coffee beans for coffee farmers. And I got really, really sick. And it, I don't know if it was altitude sickness because I hike all the time, but I got really sick. And um, the family, like, they were thinking, like, do we have to put her over the donkey and like get her off of this mountain? And they brought me inside their house. And it was this really small house. And there were 12 people that lived there. And she was boiling, the mom was boiling yucca. And she had six yucca, right? And she's like, she needs to eat. And so they gave me half of one of the six. And she's apologizing to me because they had no silverware, like no fork. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You're so generous, right? And you're concerned about who I am and the fact that I'm sick. I don't care about what you have. And it's so interesting because I wound up feeling better, but then as we sat down and we were all talking about it later, they don't worry about that. In their community, they didn't ever worry about things like that, right? Because even even there, even though they didn't have a lot, they were free to have community. They were free to give, right? They were free to care about people. It wasn't until she thought of me as the American that she questioned whether or not it was okay to give me something without having what she thought I needed. Right? And I'm like, nope, nope, that doesn't even matter. And so I think about things like, I think about things like that because we go to some communities where, you know, people don't have what we would expect. You know, you hear first world problems, right? <laughs> well, things that we expect to have. And there's still a great amount of freedom, freedom to have community freedom to be and exist with each other and to care about things that are beyond money. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so appealing for people who live in quote-unquote more civilized society to unplug or to go to these places that are more remote because I think paradoxically we're we're not free right now and we want to experience that to feel free to go into um, you know to Honduras and do that go to um, you know, the rainforests of Brazil the deserts of Africa or you know anywhere else in the world to experience oh this is actually true freedom where we can experience the beauty of this world the, the connection exactly right and it's like we feel we're connected through social media and it's it's a conduit for that and it can also be a way to distance ourselves from other people yeah. and it's so it's, it's like 
goes back to intention of who do we want to be, not just in person, but I think also who do we want to be digitally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and I, we had that opening conversation before we started to yeah. chat about social media. And so you said that and I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, I, I automatically, I noticed myself like I didn't breathe. I was like, oh, social media. Uh. You know, right? And then I'm like, oh, but then, you know, what I realized? when I started to breathe and me not breathing is my sign of stress. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that years ago, but now I'm like, oh, you just started holding your breath. What stress do you have about that? Um, but you said social media, I got stressed, I held my breath, but then you said the intentionality of who you want to be digitally. And I went, oh, that's a new thought. I've spent so much time in resistance to building social media I've talked to you about like going up and down with it and going missing for months and then coming back but I've never thought about I've thought of what I did not want to be but I've never thought of who I want to be mm. wow That's I have to spend some time exploring <laughs> that because I didn't think and I'm it's interesting because I always think about intentionality but because I've been so resistant to it the only questions that I could answer for you and if you recall, like before we had this conversation, when I said, I don't want to be one of those people. That's been my focus. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be this. But if I focus on the don't, then I never decide who I do want to be. And that's my struggle. Mm, so I'm going to wow. have to go home and think about this. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think about this. Who do I want to be digitally? Wow. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure that... Maybe the rules can reverse and your daughter can ask you yeah. on the car rides. <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to have to tell her that so she can hold me accountable. Because she knows. She hears me all the time saying, oh, I hate social media. I don't want to do it. But I have to change the way I look at it. And isn't that interesting? Isn't that how life is, right? We know something in one aspect. But when we're in resistance or we don't necessarily apply the things that we already know, yeah. it's just we get stuck there. Yeah. Because I'm told, I've totally been stuck there until you said it's intentionality with who we want to be digitally. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it's not who you don't want to be, Charlene. It's who do you want to be. Mm. Huh. That's powerful. That's so powerful. It makes me think of, though, if you think of all of the great missions in life and people that have done incredible things, right? It's so much more powerful to stand for something than against it. Right? If you think of like Martin Luther King, he didn't say that he was against racism, although we obviously know that he was. He was for love. Mm -hmm. right? And it's, it's like, if I'm for love, then obviously I can't stand for something that divides people. So it's, it's just that small shift of thinking of it from the positive instead of the negative. What do you want, not what don't you want. Mm. Yeah, and even that's like freedom f for something, mm -hmm. right? It's not freedom from something. Yes. Right. Yes. That's so good. Yeah. I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh my gosh, how did you miss this? But, <laughs> well, I mean, I, well, I, I, I'm like, I mean, I think we all miss like the the things that are most obvious. I'll miss like sometimes I'm so in the weeds in something, and I take a step back. I still can't see it. And then someone points it out, 
And I'm like, wait, what? I yeah. missed this? I missed it? <laughs> right. And you're like, that was like super obvious. <laughs> but I mean, but I think that's like, I mean, that, that's one of the lessons I learned this past weekend and leading up to this past weekend going to this young adult retreat was last like couple of years I've been on this content creation uh, you know feeling and movement for myself and a lot of times it's content creation just as pure expression as pure creativity as, and nothing really there's no filter um, there's no uh, refining process what this retreat process has shown me of creating a workshop and leading it is there's a there's a big difference between expression for expression's sake and expression to inspire and i think i think both i think sure. i think the initial the former expression for expression's sake has the ability to inspire in different ways mm -hmm. um, and the the latter of the expression to inspire or to provide a certain value for someone or you have an intended impact um, that you, or message that you want to share with people that is a constant refining process and so like I went through you know six seven eight different versions of this workshop of this two-hour workshop for 80 different 80 people to to hone something in like what is this message what do I want this audience member to feel throughout how am I going to convey that what are the activities that are going to help do that? What is a presentation going to look like? All these different sorts of things were on my mind because I wanted that intended impact at the end versus if I'm just journaling, I'm not necessarily thinking about that. I'm thinking, what's on my mind? Let me get it out on the paper so I don't feel as overwhelmed. Or what are all the ideas that are coming to me so then I can like look back on it and connect those dots later. So. I think that's one of the things you know, when he was talking about that um, that came to mind of like expression for expression's sake and then expression for a tangible outcome and impact and value at the end. Is that something that you've experienced at all? That makes sense. That makes sense to me. Well, I, you know what? I'm still stuck on the fact that you blew my mind with this social media thing and the digital <laughs> thing, right? So immediately... <laughs> That's what I think about. Because remember when I was telling you my story earlier, I said when I was on social media with the intention of expressing myself, connecting with family, I had no issue. So that is again expression for expression's sake, right? Like I'm just expressing myself. I didn't refine it at all because this is what I feel, this is what I think, this is what we're experiencing, right? Here it is. I'm finding that I have a challenge with expression to inspire I don't know why mm. I don't know why and I don't have that in person but I feel like digitally I'm not sure how to energetically be who I am in the world I don't know how to take up space digitally that's what it is like I know how to move in the world and be me and express myself and express myself for expression's sake, but express myself and inspire as well. I don't know how to do that digitally. So I've got to mm. figure those two things out. Wow, that's powerful. Thanks for sharing. That, that, you know, that, that takes a lot of courage to say that. 
Yeah, I just, that's so, I, I'm learning so much about, about <laughs> I, myself. <laughs> like, uh, these are things that I've not, ne not necessarily thought about before either. Okay. So, <laughs> we're just like, I think we're, just, we're, we're both just, letting the universe speak through us. Right, and we're just getting it out there, and then I'm like, wow. Isn't that something, how when you just have a conversation and you're exchanging ideas, something comes up and you're like, oh, we talked about that, or oh my gosh, that totally resonates in this area of my life right now. And then you get to sit with it and be with it and figure out, what am I going to do with that? Right? Like, this is this new thing that I'm learning. It's like I'm taking an art class this year. I decided I've always wanted to take art because in my mind I'm a painter. I know that I am. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, it's finally time to become one. And so I, I signed up in January and I'm now on week seven. And it's so interesting because I'm learning more about myself every week than I am about painting. I mean, I'm getting better, but I'm learning more about me, right? And just little things. Like, this is also ties back to our earlier conversation when we were talking about you mentioned LeBron and breaking that record and people, you know, watching it through their, their phones and not really being fully present. And so I'm still in the charcoal drawing phase of, of painting class. And we have to get this down before we move on to actually oil painting. And I keep saying, why? I see it. Why is it not translating? And it looks good, but it's not what's there. And so last week I learned that what I'm doing is almost similar to what people are doing with the LeBron, what did with the LeBron James moment. I look at the, the image, if it, last week it was a teapot and an apple, and then I almost take a digital picture of it in my mind, and then I draw it. But I'm not looking at it when I'm drawing it. So I'm not drawing what I see, I'm drawing what I think. And I didn't realize that until week seven. <laughs> Every week I'm like, why is this like slightly different? And then last week I was like, oh, because you're not actually looking at it while you're drawing it. Mm. You're drawing it from your mind. And I'm like, how many times are we, am I moving through the world that I'm not actually experiencing something, right? That I'm taking a picture of it and I'm going, oh yeah, yeah, I know. I know what that is. And then I'm going to do something with that information based on what I think I know here and not what's actually exists. Yeah, and that's powerful. Yeah, because it's, yeah, there's so many things in my head when you were talking about that. It's like, I think I know what I want to say. My biggest thing is like communication. Like that's one of the things I'm focusing on right now is communication communication of my ideas because I think I can if I spend time on my own journaling brainstorming you know crafting all this stuff I think I can come up with pretty good ideas now how do I communicate those ideas in a way that makes sense for someone not me <laughs> right and that's the tough part to actually inspire someone yes. it I can't just inspire myself right like those ideas can inspire me to take that action but it's to inspire others there has to be some sort of way to communicate those ideas when you're talking about those things and so it's like it's this mental image that I have of the information that's coming into my head it's being distilled down in 
to whatever way that I think about things. And then when I express it, if it's not landing the way that I intended to, then then what's the point, right? Yeah. So then it's like crafting this. So I need to express. If if I want to express to inspire, then I almost have to. It's it's a process of like letting the ego go. It's like, okay, I need to. Um, maybe simplify things, or I may need to expand on things, or I may need to just say different words. Mm -hmm. And like maybe one single word will unlock it. Maybe the entire idea is just needs to rethink and be rechanged, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's just like when you're talking about it's like what comes into our mind is then what's like put out. It's like this, you know, reflection. Or it's like a it's a I, I think in math, so it's it, you know it's like it's like this image that, that we see, and then it, it's like a game of telephone, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you know, I, I say one thing, I hear one thing, and then I you know the next person says the, another thing, different. and it's like wait what? <laughs> wait, what? And then like five you know reflections <laughs> later, it's like that was not even close to what the original message was. So <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Interesting. And you know what? When I when you were just saying that, and you were talking about like you know just refining and crafting your message for to inspire, I was just thinking about you know how fluid we have to be, right? And just not attached because the way that you get the idea and and how excited you become from that idea in that form may not translate to someone else that way. You know, it certainly will at least to another person, right? Because I, I, there are people that think similarly, or, but may not do that to everyone, right? And how do you, how do you modify it, right? And it, it, you're right, it's, it's about putting ego aside because if we're not thinking about the impact, the inspiration, the people we want to touch, then you're not inspired to modify, right? You're like, no, I have this great idea, this is it. <laughs> right. And it's like, no, that's the idea, right? Yeah. And it can be an amazing idea, but if people don't get it, right, they just don't. Yeah, otherwise we're stuck on, for me, in that analogy, it's like we're stuck on version one of this thing when version seven, 10 is the one that's gonna inspire, mm -hmm. right? And I think I needed that to lessen in detachment the idea of like the creator and the creation to decouple those two things. It's like, I, like that idea came to me, but it's not necessarily my idea or it's, or to actually have some impact. I need to refine that idea and let go that I came up with this idea. It was an idea that came to me from the universe and I'm continuing to refine it. And yeah. that, that's the way I was thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, just like a conduit to bring that idea into the world, right? Like, that's it. But it's not. Like, I think that's the ego part, right? Because it's mine. It's my idea. And it's like, well, is it? Right. <laughs> is it really? You know, um, it came to you, and you said yes to it. Right? You yeah. said yes. So now how do you share that? Mm -hmm. How do you share that? Do you share it? by being like, no, it's my idea, and you have to only think about it in this way. <laughs> right. That right. reminds me of a two-year-old, mine! Yeah. You're, like, you're like, no, no, we, we have gotta to share. share. We gotta share <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly, <laughs> share. And we just need to 
be comfortable, right? And not attached to it being yours and there only being one way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As, as we kind of wrap up here, is there anything else that um, we, we've talked about a lot of things already, a lot of food for thought um, for me as well. Um, is there anything that, that you'd like to touch on that we haven't so far? We've touched on a lot. It's been a great conversation. Oh, I do know, I want to ask you again, you told me before about your thoughts about legacy. I need to hear that again because that was so profound to me that I've been trying to remember what you said and I want to consider that and think about it more deeply. What you were I talking say? about <laughs> We were talking about the different things that you're doing in your podcast and you were talking about the one that's around legacy and what you're creating that oh, exists okay, okay. beyond you. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So that one is called the 150 year plan. So it I got it from like a TED talk. I think he he might have had a different number for it, um, but it was still like something outrageous, where we don't think about it yeah. in that in that time period. So that just you know forces me to think about. All right, what am I doing now? Puts myself outside of the context of in this day, week, month, even year. All right, and like this purpose is not just for this body or our mind that we think is ourselves, but it's this purpose. That is part of a larger purpose, let's say. That is is part of this, you know, what MLK would say, I think, is like the arc of humanity bends towards the good or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like how do how does my purpose, my quote unquote my purpose fit into that larger arc? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I think about it that way, you know, this hundred and fifty year plan is just a, a longer arc. It's just a um, I'm allowing time to unfold on a larger scale and hopefully with larger impact on that larger time period. I really like thinking about that. How do you digest 150 years without it becoming too much? Oh, I don't have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess it's more of an intention. Okay. okay. It's just like, um, this is an intention I put out there. Okay. And I think to come full circle, it's about who do we want to be, mm-hmm. right? So and, and there's a lot of different answers, but I think one answer is I want to be someone who thinks in longer time periods. Mm-hmm. If I think in longer time horizons, then the impact that I can make, I'm not setting up to be rich next year. I'm not setting up to make even you know, $10 million in two years or five years, right? right. That's, you know, someone's, you know, those may be someone's goals and perfectly fine for those people. But you know, for me, it's like, all right, how do I have this mission and purpose that I've set for myself and not re- really setting a time for it, but allowing the intended time that it takes for those things to unfold, to actually unfold. Mm. <laughs> I like that. I'm thinking a lot about that because I think that we don't often think about how important it is to allow what we want to like I like that you said I don't have a plan because when you think when someone says 150 years right people we automatically say what's the plan for that right yeah. like, I don't have a plan but that goes back to what you were saying earlier with your purpose because that was so freeing I don't have a plan I just am looking at the horizon of time differently <laughs> and I'm allowing time 
to be time, right? Like, because we do, we want things now. Hmm. Yeah. And even when people think about why I was fascinated with that when you said it to me is because oftentimes people think of legacy and they think of it in terms of just like your children and your future generations, right? And I was talking to a friend of mine who doesn't have any children and she was like, you know, people forget that people without children still have legacies. And I was like, that's a great conversation to be had, right? Because mm, generally yeah. people are talking about legacies for their direct you know, their generation, the generation that's coming after them. Yeah. Their descendants. But what does that look like over, you know, for someone who doesn't have them or over the span of that, that time horizon? Yeah. 150 years. I don't have to have a plan. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And it's so aligned with what you're up to because that's freeing, right? Sometimes... The idea that we have to have everything figured out is stressful. It is. Right? And I, I haven't made that connection, actually, yeah. of the, this long-term, this long, long, long-term 150-year plan with the freedom aspect. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. That's big. <laughs> I, I, I need to think on that in my car right home. <laughs> Isn't that something? Because when you said, I don't have a plan, I really went... Okay, that <laughs> felt good for you, right? Because yeah. you're like, no, I'm free to have this idea and to have this awareness and not have to have this intricate plan that I'm working towards that because I'm trusting that that's my intention and that's what it's going to be. Wow, amazing. I love that. Yes, I think, I think we're free to, <laughs> to hold space to do whatever we want and be whoever we want to be. Absolutely. Man. I love I, that. I love this conversation. Is there anywhere, um, how, how can people get in touch with you and learn about who you are and what you're up to? Okay, you can, okay, I'm going to give you my social media because I'm going to do it. I'm considering my deliberate, intentional, <laughs> digital <laughs> um, space. So you can find me on, the name of my business is Unpause Your Dreams, right? Because everyone should live their dreams and be free to do that. So on IG, I'm un unpaused underscore your underscore dreams. Um, you can follow me there, or you can follow me on unpaused. You can look me up on unpausedyourdreams.com. So those are the ways that you get in touch with me. Awesome. This has been a great conversation. I'm like, I'm thinking of so many things that we <laughs> Well, I'm glad it was, it was recorded then. <laughs> yeah. I think so, so often we have these conversations with, uh, with others, and it's like, oh, man, I wish... I remember what this person said, or I wish what I was thinking when someone said this, um, right? And so, this is great. so now it's, uh, I guess, it's that, you know, fodder for, to spark those same thoughts if we forgot them for myself as well, yeah. and to spark new ones as well. Absolutely, this has been <laughs> well, great. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor and a privilege. Um, so appreciate the time, Charlene. And uh, hopefully we'll get to do this many more times in the future. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Size Eyes podcast and the Casually Profound series. I'll see you next time. Bye.